Welcome to Electronic Music Life. I'm your host, James Locksmith, where we interview inspiring guests who provide insight into the electronic music industry, breaking down business, the creative process, wellness, lifestyle, and culture. We'll reveal practical tools and tangible support on electronic music entrepreneurship and how to overcome its obstacles. Dean Zephyrin, aka Zephyrin Saint, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you? Great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. How, how's Melbourne? How's I mean, you're in like lockdown at the moment, right? Yeah, we're in stage four lockdown. Hopefully, it's coming to an end pretty soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's tough in Victoria at the moment for a lot of the small businesses here. It's uh, you know we hit another spike and then you know, everyone had to go into stage four lockdown. And um, yeah, we just can't wait to see the end of it. But it's it's really tough on all businesses. No, not just the entertainment business, but a lot of the mama and papa businesses are really kind of closing up shop. Yeah. Are you seeing a lot of empty places? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go into the malls and you're just seeing, every. you know, just before the stage four, there was lots of closing down sales going on and just a lot of places now up for lease everywhere. And yeah, it's, it's a real shame to see. Yeah. You've been in Melbourne for a, for a bit now. Yeah. When did you make the move there? Uh, two years now. I came okay. here from Berlin. Um, I was in yeah. Berlin before here. And um, yeah, so just coming up to two years. From there, you've set up your studio, you, you're running your labels from there. It, or it's it's yeah. still Tribe, right? You still, still Tribe. tribe. Yeah. 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 But basically transferred everything that I'm doing over to here. I mean, that's the great thing about being online is that you can just do it, you know, having an online business. You can just do it from wherever. I've run Tribe from here. I've got a new label, which I'm sure we'll speak about. That's based upon the Australian Axe, which I'm running from here as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, set up my studio here um, in my home and uh, just, yeah, running everything from, from my new city, my new hometown. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've, you've, you've been uh, traveling to Australia quite often over the years, like with your touring. Uh, Melbourne was something that, you know. Not initially. It's quite funny. Not initially, I, w- I wasn't. It wasn't a place that I had set my mind of to move to. But I, I met my wife, and she's from here, uh, although we didn't meet here. Yeah, later on into our, our life, we said, "Okay, let's you know, let's make the move and let's let's see what it's like to live in Melbourne." Right. Um, so, and it wasn't a problem to because I, I like you said, I'd, I'd been here so many times before, and you know, got to know people here, and I was very fond of the city. You know, I don't really know uh, the other parts of Australia, so Melbourne was always my anchor place to come to. It felt really easy to do. I, I wanted to touch on today with you about like the importance of uh, collaboration and community, and it's been very like a, quite a significant part, I guess, of your ethos and and the way you work. How are you finding that, especially with a lot of the artists and musicians that you work with? around the world even before covid i guess obviously everything was online as well but even now are you finding how are you finding that way of uh working is this has this been a good a good part of covid in, in one way yeah i mean i mean like i said collaborating is something i've always done and it's and it's a way i've always kind of worked with the label um as a tribe you know collaborating with singers and musicians from all around the world has always been the way I operate. Mm. Uh, whether they'll deliver vocals over line or we do we, we would do Skype sessions when it, before when we were working more with Skype. So yeah, so it, it's now actually it's 
become a bit more intense. I've actually, I'm actually getting so much more done now, obviously, because everyone is at home. And, you know, unfortunately, some of, some of the people I work with don't have the facilities at home. So they can't, um, so they are unable to record. But those that do, it's been fantastic. It's been really consistent. The collaboration gear is just kicked up, you know, with the musicians who I've been working with online. And, you know, and there's a lot, there's a lot more technology out there that allows you to actually create together at the same time which has been great to experiment with. In terms of creating, the lockdown has actually enhanced it. It hasn't kind of caused any kind of delays in um, my operating of uh, producing. And so that has that improved collaborating projects as well? Like, have you found yeah. that? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that, um, you know, people who maybe because of their busy schedule, because, you know, a lot of people still have a nine-to-five, as well as working in the industry. So they, they weren't able to really kind of give you uh, as much as they would like uh, in terms of songs. So now I'm just finding, yeah, people's uh, a lot more open um, to be to collaborating because they've got the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's really been a, a plus sign and a positive. So tell me, I mean, the, the, the whole idea and the, like the concept of collaboration and the use of it for in your in your projects and the way you've built your label over the years, where where did that come from? Like, it, and because you know, some you've got some labels that kind of like focus on uh, particular acts, or is this something that you built the label around, or like you know, tell me a bit about your desire around and and you know around collaboration i felt it was always tribe to me was always a great i always saw tribe as a great launch pad for artists Mm. um and a great way to do that was to get people working with each other uh working with myself um and using tribe as a vehicle to go on to bigger labels Mm. um and and i haven't got a problem with that um, you know, I'm quite happy for Tribe to pay to contribute to someone's career in that way. Right. Um, and to me, collaborating was just another way of me looking at, at it as an A and R. Um, you know, I'm putting my A and R hat on and saying, "Oh, okay, that that beat you've got there would be great with that vocalist or that that melody and that singer or that melody that 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 top liner has." will be great with that singer and, you know, and fusing collaborations in this way, because, you know, that's, that's where it comes from, from the A&R and that I've done in the past. That's how you work with, mm-hmm. to create a song and obviously from my producer head. So that's always, I guess, it's just been a part of who I am. It, it wasn't something that I set out to strategically do. That's just yeah. how I like to do it. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I like to see things develop. That's how I like to see things create. Mm. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's not a tribe to me wasn't about really trying to focus on, um, the artists and build three, four albums for them. It was to try and focus on the artists to get them to a point where they can then maybe do it themselves or maybe, you know, a much bigger label than tribe will then show interest to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and take them to where they need to go. Um, right. where an independent may not be able to take them. A small independent like myself wouldn't be able to take them. Right. Um, so it was more so, like a launch, launch sort of, yeah, or, or, or a stepping, stepping stone for them. 
yeah, that's kind of how I how I initially saw uh, Tribe as a label, um, yeah. and that's how it's it's continued in that uh, that way. Uh, how many a, years is it now? How many years? Yeah, it's coming to eleven years now. Oh, right. Twelve next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and I guess I, I, again, like what you said, you know, it wasn't a, strat- a strategic thing, but from uh, creating this uh, um, with this kind of uh, operating from this place, the then the sense of community kind of like because there's a there is a sense of community building that happens in this kind of process as well. It, it, yeah, would that, be, would, that, would that be the same thing as well? It, that, okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really language. think about like it's and name the name tribe is like yeah, that was, that's why right. yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. that's where that came from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, in building that community and also. You know, in the motto that I have, I have for tribe, which is um, one sound, one people, one tribe. You know, we're we're all in this together. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's very much a, a community feeling, um, and uh, you know, into um, the events that tribe has done over the years as well. It's very much about bringing that community spirit. And anyone who's been to a tribe event, I'm sure, would say, yeah, they really felt as if they were part of a community. Yeah. Once it because it's important to have that, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it has, but like I said, that's how I like things personally, yeah. So I guess that's what transcends into anything which I, I build or create, yeah, yeah. And, like I said, and I think that's a, a testament to kind of like you know, following um, your own kind of DIY process and, and how that, how you know. That's important to kind of not think that there's this one size fits all to kind of create a label. You can really, you know, really follow what it is that you that really um, resonates with you you inside of what you're trying to do, and then trying to create that that universe or that ecosystem. And and, and yes, yeah. I mean, you've not. You didn't really paint that picture so clearly in the start. It's just like, well, one building block at a time, or how, how, like, where, where, how did that come from? I mean, I've, I've always, I've always um, been someone who's worked for themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I've, I've been employed a couple of times in my career uh, by other companies, but for the most part, it's something that I've wanted to build myself. Um, I just have that. I just have that nature in me that I like to to create for myself. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it where it came from, really. You know, it's you know initially I had you know I, would, I had my recording studio as a business, then I had my management company as a business, then I you know then I moved on to work, some employment, but and then I went went into my label as my business. Um, so uh yeah, I've always kind of wanted to had a vision for um what I wanted to do in the industry. And right. and having yeah, and ha- and having that vision, uh you can't really do that if you're employed in a position to do it under someone else's in someone else's company. Something that if you're gonna have that vision, for the most part, you gotta you gotta develop that yourself and you gotta stick with it and you gotta yeah. and run with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've always done. Okay. 
And uh, so tell me the community building, uh, you know, and, and the collaborations, uh, is this, was this also something that came from the start and or what, and, and, and that was kind of pretty much like the why and then how came after, how to do it, how to create it? Or, yeah. I'll be honest with you, it was never a case of thinking of the why and the purpose. It's just a case of, if I take you right back to the start, um, everything that uh, I grew up with as a culture musically was community-based. Do you know what I mean? So I come from the sound system culture, mm. which is a community uh, collective. Now, now you would call that a DJ collective, but back then it was a group of young guys who would get together and and start uh, a sound system together, you know, pitching, build build their own speakers, build their own amplifiers, you know, collect records together, hire venues, put on parties. It, that is a community experience. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and I've been doing that since I was a teenager. <laughs> so it's always been a part of of my musical kind of, Culture has always been based around community. You know, when we, when we were putting on parties in the eighties and putting on warehouse parties, it was a community, uh, uh, effort that right. put that on. It wasn't just one person that put it on. You know, right. it was a group of people coming together or us working with, um, you know, the, the group of people who owned the squat and did all the art. And everything inside there, and you know, or, or you know, you just work with different communities, and you're coming together to pull on an right. event. And um, yeah, so it's it's just always been been a, a part of my ethos with, with and a and a part of my culture. With so it's, in, it's like it's, it's ingrained in your DNA. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ingrained. I, I can I can never say, oh, that's my purpose, or that's my why, or I've been. A, yeah. I'm just like, well, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, that's all I know when it when it when it comes to uh, that community spirit mm. within within music, right? And I guess that kind of brings a level of authenticity about it. It's not something that you can try to strategically kind of create. Like it really does have to be something that's kind of coming viscerally inside of you. You know, like it's got. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's almost like you know when you're trying to produce a track or or creating a project, you know you can be strategic till the cows come home, but at the end of the day, it's got to come from that um, deep part of you that's like that's all organic, you know, like and otherwise it it looks otherwise becomes too formulated or it looks too you know. So how do you keep that? How do you keep that like that authenticity uh, in like and and keeping that going within tribe and the label? Like that's that's easy. We just continue to be true to yourself. Yeah. And, and and what and you know for me it's just whatever resonates with me. If it resonates with me, um, then I know it's true to me. Mm. If if I'm if I if I'm really feeling it, you know, I, you know, I I love to chase goosebumps. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, so with music, I always chase goosebumps. That's 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 my that's part of my um, activation, rather than chasing what the charts are saying. 
Mm-hmm. So in opposition to the charts of what the charts are dictating, I, I, I chase what it is I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that kind of, uh, helps me to remain true to myself and true to what it is, um, I would like to do. Yeah. Musically, I would like to, and when, and that's not an egotistical thing. That's more of a, coming from a place of contribution. How, how, how do I want to contribute to the, to the world musically? Um, you know, and, and, and that's, yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's, that is a perfect uh, segue to the next part I want to talk about because it is, um, when, I think this is where people get confused with uh, when they're creating a business or creating art that there's that the, the fear of the unknown, you know, like going out there and creating like what you explained about following the goosebumps. It's like you're thriving off, off that fear of the unknown and just kind of like using that as a as as a vehicle to tell you okay well that's what I, that's the direction i need to go because i'm doing something that's outside of the, the status quo you know it's like let let i'm creating something new that's not following you know yeah i'm i'm there's so many labels there's so many djs there's so many producers but i'm creating my own unique voice and yeah. To do that, you kind of, you you kind of, yeah. We remixing and following and looking at other, and looking at other artists and looking at other uh, and influences is part of that. But you've got to create your own voice out of it and finding your own unique way. So w- where I'm heading with this is is about overcoming overcoming fear. It's something that you mentioned in in earlier in our uh, pre interview was um is has is becoming stronger at overcoming fear of, over time tell me things yeah. that yeah tell me things you know creating a label out of thin air and creating like and and going out against all odds and doing that that's that's that that's you know can be very uh scary for someone and and I'm sure you've developed a muscle over time me- mentally you know and emotionally and then, and then it becomes part of you. Like you know, when when those goosebumps come up, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with that. You know, like so. Yeah, tell me how you how did has fear become more of a an emotional compass for you as opposed to and and yeah yeah That's yeah definitely definitely yeah. Uh, over the years, fear has actually uh, become a tool mm. for me. Um, it's a way of me actually, um, uh, it's a way of me acknowledging, well, it's the failure, really. Mm. It's, I want to look at the fear, it's the failure because like the failure has become the tool because is when you fail, it, it's, it, over time I realized, oh, this is just giving me an opportunity to do it better. This is giving me an opportunity to work out where I went wrong. And, you know, and, you know, because what leads up to that is the fear of that failure. Right. And, and, and when you, when you have the fear leading up to that, what it does is it's, it's, you end up paralyzing yourself. 
you end up to actually just staying in that position and you don't move forward because you're fearing to move forward. And yeah, that's definitely happened to me over my career um, in, in many different in many different ways. And, and it's only ex- experience as the best teacher um, to deal with uh, getting over that fear. Um, so when you're, when you're saying is fear my navigation of compass, it's more so the results, the results that fear, uh, manifests, the results that it brings. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it, it's, it's when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, uh, challenges over the years in my careers, um, I have built up that muscle to say, you know, to create something out of nothing, that actually isn't the hardest part for me. Mm. It's once you've created it and you're in it, that's when it really starts to build up the momentum of fear. Because as you start to drive a juggernaut, do you know what I mean? And your engines or, you know, you you drive, you start driving a 1.1 litre and and that car gets bigger and bigger, that engine gets bigger and bigger, Mm. you've still got to hold on to that steering wheel. You've still got to, you know, be able to steer it in the right direction. Mm. And if you take your eye off the road, you know, out of not being disciplined, out of fear and putting your hands over your eyes and just like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah, of course, you're going to, you're going to crash. You're going to lose your way. Mm. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I, for me, it hasn't been the starting. It's once you're in it, the managing of the fear. Once you're inside your project is where you've got to really get your discipline and really get on top of it and not let it control you. So how do you deal, like, you know, with lost opportunities or or being working on a particular project that does so-called fail or, or it doesn't go in the dire- direction of the desired outcome? How do you, like, how do you navigate you know, to prevent that from happening in the process, you know, like, because, you know, what you fear uh, will manifest and happen. So do we not fear then? But if, if we're learning from fear later to give us the, the results that we want to learn to become a better version or, and, and create better projects and, you know, maybe there's something I didn't learn or didn't know and I need to learn in this experience so I can do it better next time. But isn't there something that we could be doing before the crash, <laughs> you know, or to, to prevent that crash? Or when that crash happens, you go, well, it's just, you know, I know what to do now. Why can't I, you know, let's keep going or, you know, it's, I, I where I'm getting at is like what can we um, what can we do to help us with uh, in that feed process like when we're going we can feel that there's anxiety something's not right but you really want to make this thing work you want to make it happen so do you wait to for the for the crash or do you try to find a result? improve during the process it all depends it all depends what you're working on um if you're talking about working on a song and you you're you're changing directions 
and you, you, you know, you, you kind of want to change directions in your career or you want to try something new, you've just got to put it out mm. because that's the only way you'll ever know. Staying on your hard drive because of the fear, because that's, you know, if we're talking about being in the moment, if you've got a project, which happens to a lot of producers and songwriters out there, they have, a, they have projects and it just lives on their hard drive. It doesn't get out. And it doesn't get out because, uh, because they're, uh, what is, what's the fear that arises in that scenario? It's, it's, um, what will people think of me? What will people say about my music? What would the, what would the, what are the reviews that I will get? Um, DJs won't play my music and, you know, all these kind of voices come in your head that, which is the fear, which stops you actually putting it out and seeing, well, what if you're wrong? What if people love it? What if people do want to hear it? What people want to hear more? What if that is actually the, the direction that you should actually be going? You just will never know until you, you just put it out and let it speak for itself. And if it doesn't do anything, then you've learned something. Mm. You've learned that it hasn't, it hasn't done. Or sometimes, you know, with, with some people, it doesn't do anything now, but it may do something in the future. And you've planted that seed mm. for it or to, you know, people discover music from 10 years ago. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and then, and then that person suddenly has a cam comeback or 20 yeah. years or 30 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know? um, so there's many stories like that. So I think it's important, whatever it is you do, regardless of, of whatever you may be feeling in the moment, you got to complete it. First is this, is this and foremost. Something, do, is this something that you, um, uh, work like try to nurture and work with artists as well that you you might come across artists that have this kind of resistance or and and do you try to like um have you found that that this what we're discussing now is something that comes part of your job job as a as a label um owner as well yeah i mean obviously you you have different relationships with, with, with different people yeah um and uh those relationships which I have uh, developed that are deeper, yes, we have those conversations all the time. Yeah. Um, when it's a bit more yeah. personal. Yeah. Yeah, when it's a bit more personal. Mm. And, yeah, we'll, we'll have those conversations and we'll, we'll talk through um, the anxiety mm. that one would feel. We'll talk through the fears that one would feel. You know, uh, and it's an ongoing process. Mm. Um and, you know, it's something that doesn't get spoken of a lot. And, and it's starting to get spoken of now. I'm actually, you know, I, I speak to colleagues and musicians and so on now more about it. Um, but um, I think that has a lot to do with it. spoken of before in terms of anxiety. Yeah. I think that, but I, I, I think that has a lot to do with, with um, the state of the, the world at the moment. People are becoming more reflective. In, yes. in, in this, say, the last six months of twenty, like in 2020, there's been a yeah. conscious shift. People are becoming a bit more uh, internalised, you know? And well, people are a bit more aware, are, are more aware of their mental health yeah. because they've had to spend so much time with themselves. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's made them more aware, more aware of that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I think because of that, I think it's, it's actually been a positive and it's allowed, it's allowed us to start speaking openly and being a bit more vulnerable about um, uh, mental health issues, which, which actually exists in a big way for creatives. Yeah. Especially for people in the music industry. It exists yes. in a big way. Yes, exactly. 
Um, and inspired me with this podcast, to be quite honest. Yeah, great, and and it really does it really does hold back um, a lot of people's talent. And uh, yeah. you know, there'll be a lot of people who'll be in their studio just pulling their hair out. Then, for different reasons, maybe they're doing music that they just don't want to be doing. Yeah, but, you know, you know, they, they can't pull away from that. They really know that they've got to be doing something else and they can't pull away from it um, for whatever reason. Could it be yeah. financial, whatever. Um, uh, so, yeah, or, or they just can't seem to finish what they start. Mm. They just can't seem to finish it. They can't, they can't get, it over that, get it over the finishing line. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, there's a couple of things that, that I wanted, like, from this last chat was, was um, the... the what we're discussing can be the same way, not just with music, but just like in in building a, a, a music project or uh, just even from an entrepreneurial level. The same same kind of principles here, and mm. I find that this this fear of failure is also very parallel to the fear of rejection. You know, fear yes. of fear of and, yeah, yeah, and. Um, and so, yeah, and from this last point you just mentioned about that these hurdles that are in the, like, that are causing resistance or that are in the way of just trying to get that part over the line, and it could also be because they haven't connected with their, um, their true calling. They're, like, yeah. they might be doing something that's not really aligned while it's while it's making music, and it seems like it's like the thing that they want to be doing, like it's what they're passionate about, but it's not the project that they're really passionate about, you know. Yeah. Like so, um, and that that ends up that can actually be very like uh, detrimental to your your art process and really doing what you really want in life. And I think people get people get distracted. By that, and not really taking the leap. Well, some people, some, some people don't have the luxury to be able to, for financial reasons, they don't have the luxury to kind of like really take that jump. Um, you know, to really be doing what they want to be doing. Mm. Uh, and you know, as with anything, if you really want to be doing what you want to be doing, you got to you got to have some. There's got to be some sacrifices that has to be made. Yeah, there's got to be some friction. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's just it's never going to be something that drops out of the sky, no. you know. No. And 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 obviously, the older you get, the more responsibilities you get. It makes it harder to do that, mm. um, which in turn creates that depression. Yes, uh, it can create that depression in someone because they're, yes. they're just like yes. you know, they're just it screaming. Hasn't happened yet? Yeah. It hasn't happened yet? I've been yeah. doing this for twenty yeah. years. And it's something we need to speak about more because then then at least people would realize they're not alone out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it just really just boils down to the fact of yeah, you, belief is mm. a strong part of it. Having that belief and forming that belief in yourself. But how do you form the belief in yourself is is by doing, is by having the action. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the action to actually go out and, you know, we're, we're talking more so in as music 
having that action to just go in this, your your studio or your environment, whatever you have, or pick up your guitar and just start creating. So you can actually start believing that you have that talent because yeah. other people will see it before you see it. Yeah, I've 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 got I've had many encounters where I see someone's talent that they do not see in themselves. Mm. Over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and they lack they 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 lack that belief, mm. um, which means they lack that motivation mm. that imbued to kind of like you know uh, drive them through and. You know, it's another thing I think we 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 are missing in um, you know with people in the music industry, or you, you know people producers, songwriters, is self leadership, because the industry is being built up in such a way that you need a manager, you need an agent, um, you know you need this, you need you know you need, you need all these components, which is which is true. You do you need you know no one's going to be successful on their own. You need a team, but before yes. all of that, you've got to be able to lead yourself. Yes. Yes, You've got to be able to do yourself because if one of those components um, break away for whatever reason, you're, you're left back at square one. Well, that do goes you know back I mean? to what you were saying before as well with, um, uh, yeah, obviously we've got to pay bills and we've got to, there's the practical, but there is a point where we've got to take that leap and take that leadership because, yeah. and this is what I meant by friction because um, I think people can get, too comfortable it's almost like a comfort zone you know you sit there and you just keep saying well you know i've, I've just got to get this much money before i can do that you, that could be yeah. a perpetual loop that you stay in That's and right, it yeah. causes that you know over time and therefore you know you could have the greatest music and it's just sitting there and until yeah. you really make that leap to get it out there and you know it's really about crossing that line there's that we'll fear of rejection, the fear of fear of failure, you know, all those kind of things that come in. And and I I'm a firm believer that th- this is actually connected to uh, early childhood traumas, things that you've learnt, the way you've been conditioned at home, your experiences. These are these are things that need to be overcome first as well. Like I think that has a big part in in changing your belief system. And I think your environment, I, I agree with you. I think your environment mm-hmm. and the way you've been brought up and the discipline that you've, you have definitely has an effect on how you go about your life in your adult, how you go about your adult life. Yeah. For sure. Um, if you've been, if you've been pushed, uh, as a, uh, um, as a teenager, uh, you, you know, that could have a positive effect on you. That could have a negative effect on you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. True. There's, there's, there's definitely what it really boils down to. Because I'm not, I am not, uh, um, I'm not able to comment on that. Um, You know, I'm not qualified to to be able to comment on you know people's childhoods and so on. Yes, but um, but what we do have to to What we do have to, to realize is that whatever we do, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of deep work within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And 
there's going to be, you've got to look, you've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. You've got to be able to ask yourself a lot of questions in order to get through whatever it is that's holding you back. Now, those questions, might, you may have to have your own safe room. You may have to go into therapy to mm. do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no one should be ashamed of having to go into therapy if that's your safe room to be able to address those matters. Because that's the true investment is the investment, the best investment. So it is the investment that you have in yourself yeah. to develop yourself. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, this and, is a, this is a, and this is a side product to, to um, like a, by, a byproduct of, of choosing this path of DIY. I, if you really like, like I, I have found in my own life and my career that, um, you know, I, that I wanted to not only just be able to produce something of my own, but yeah. in order to do that, what, what it meant as well was I have to challenge myself and I had to yeah. come face to face with myself on a day to day basis. And it helps me improve all areas of my life, not just this business career. So have you have you found that as well? Has that been also would you find that that's been a desire like that kind of like, you know, uh something that kind of obviously when we when we first start out, we don't really see that. But um yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's it's you know, it's that whole kind of uh your mind again is a tool. Your mind isn't you. Right, mm. but it's your, it's that mind chatter that yes. you know is what, yes. is, is what we're talking about here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's you know because it's, the, it's that mind chatter that really is is what holds a lot of us back. Yeah, it's 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 the the, the lies that we're telling ourselves, or the things that we were we were taught. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, that that's how we should be looking at it. You know, which mm. which is incorrect. You know, and when I say talk, that could be from your primary teacher, that could be from your high school teacher, yeah, that could be exactly. From, yeah, we've yeah. had so many teachers over over the years, yes, you know, yes, who influenced yes. us. So, um, you know, so there's 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 all different ways to look at that. But yeah, it's um, it's uh, I lost my train of thought there now. What, what, what we were saying? <laughs> uh, I was I was I was, I was saying. Um, uh, oh God! What was I saying? We went deep. We went deep. Your mind chatter. That's what. We're yes, doing. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the things we tell ourselves. The mind chatter was getting in the way there. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the destructive, um, you know, destructive voices that 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 we have, and yeah. you know, as as someone in music, I'm telling you, is. It's a hard job to get rid of that voice, but you've that's, got to do it. you got to – this is – that's what I mean by that. That's the discipline is doing that daily, that that's daily just, work. You, you're mm. not going to do it by yourself. Mm. You're not going to do it by yourself. You, you, you're going to do it by investing in uh, books to read, yeah. finding out what resonates with you, yeah. you know, finding techniques. There, yeah. There's many different techniques out there. Do you do any meditation yourself? Uh, every day, yeah. Yeah, amazing. So that's I, I think that's like the key. That for me, meditation is the the number one tool. Is learning yeah, yeah. to to for this purpose. Yeah. What we're discussing, like meditation, is what uh, I find to be the most revolutionary way to overcome your personal challenges. You know, it's like yeah, and yeah, you just keep doing it. Space for you. 
And being totally. able to step away. And it was like it was when you were saying earlier, it's just like, you know, what do you use when you're, you know, what what are the, some of the uh, techniques that you can use when you feel the fear is coming before, so you don't have to crash? That's mm. one of them. Yeah. You step away. Yeah. You, you know, you step away from it and you meditate. Sometimes when, I, when, when I'm uh, developing a track and I'm writing a track uh, and it's just not going, it's just not going in the direction I want it to go. It's just not, it's just not getting there. Mm. And, um, and it can go in certain directions and it's, and it's great where it's going, but that's not where I want it to go. I have to step away. Now that step away, and I'm sure there are producers out there um, who would um, adhere to this, is that step away could be as long as a year. Yeah. It may even be longer. Mm. The step away could be two weeks. Do you know what I mean? But some, some things you just have to leave. Yeah. Can't you know? It's not. It's not the right time for that. Yeah. You know? No doubt. No doubt. You've got some uh, bits and pieces that, that are sitting in the hard drive that come back and oh, you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the good thing about it. That's, that's the fun thing about it. And you know, or, or you, you you get some part played for yourself and it just doesn't work. But then later on, those parts that you had played work somewhere else. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. great. Match is perfect. <laughs> Or a vocal that didn't quite work and something works and something else later, you know? It's, yeah. uh, that's the beauty of making music. And I think once we understand that, we start to have fun with the process mm. rather than, oh my gosh, why isn't this working? Why? You know, it's have fun with it. Let it go. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And this is what I was saying before uh, about like we can go blue in the face with strategy, you know, mm. and, and trying to like create this like perfect situation but you you you've got to come back to that 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 visceral fun and i i love this analogy is is uh of like when you when you look at if you look at stevie wonder he's never thinking about how to create the perfect hit record he doesn't think that way He's just like that. That's that's why he's moving the way he is, you know. Like he's feeling, he's feeling like this heart, this place. And he's making yeah. music purely just from from that, from the, from the love, you know. Like and that's it, you know. And 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 if it becomes a hit, it becomes a hit, you know. It doesn't doesn't. He's yeah. not thinking in those formula ways. You know? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, getting so overwhelmed with strategy. It's interesting you, you say that as well because. I think the reason why the DIY approach mm. has to has to become more paramount in the in the music industry is that's the only way we're going to hear people's heart in the music. Mm. We're not going to hear it from the majors. You know, they're not going to invest in that. And the reason why, um, you know, the great artists of the late '60s and the '70s were able to release all of that music. It's because the big wigs who were in the majors were just there for money. They weren't there as A&Rs. They were just letting the, the artists and the producers do what they wanted to do. Mm. Create what you want to create. We're just going to put this out. You know, they weren't there to mold them the way uh, right. majors have been molding uh, artists in the past couple of decades. So they were given complete freedom. And with that, what did we get? We got beautiful music that stood the test of time. Mm. And and, and I think that's hopefully now there's more momentum towards people because of the different various platforms that are out there 
there's more momentum for people to release music now for themselves. You know, I'm not it's, it's really interesting that you say that about the majors as well. I I beginning to see um, from recent sort of research is that I'm seeing a lot of um, the majors while they're there's these a lot of sub divisions and mm. distribution, and within those A and R that are signing up new labels, mm. there's they're they're actually um, I would say it's almost like the same approach because they they're seeing these communities of artists that are coming from this place that we're talking about of authenticity, yeah. and yeah. like. And then they're realizing, wow, these guys are doing it for me. There's only so much that they can offer because a lot of these artists are doing it by themselves. I've been doing this research in Morocco. There's this hip hop movement that's happening there. Huge. I was just uh, brought to my attention just this week, you know, and this has been going on for ages. Um, The the stuff that I found in Greece recently. Now, these somewhat, they are connected now to majors because the majors are providing this massive service for bigger uh, uh, um, distribution and getting it out. But mm. at the essence of it, they're still allowing they're allowing what you just explained, like this kind of like, well, these guys, are, they know what they're doing. We don't need to tell them, you know, like they've, they've already worked it out. Like so let, but we'll provide that platform will provide that service. So I, I think, I I, I, yeah, I just it was just an observation that I thought. Yeah, that, that that, came that's, that's what's happening. If that's what's happening out there, because I, mm-hmm. I don't really pay much attention to the major world now of late, but if that's what's happening out there, then that's that's fantastic. And, mm-hmm. I, and I hope when, when that label or those artists then choose to want to pivot and say, you know what? We're going to change our style now. We want to do this. That they'll still continue to support them and say, "No, yeah. no, 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 hold. <laughs> we're making us millions. There, yeah, don't change. Don't change nothing. You know what I mean? And I hope they continue to support them because that's when the real test. Yes, be. yes, true, true. They've really got their back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're really giving them their freedom. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes I wonder if these like the um, these sub labels that are coming under all these majors. Are they just there to kind of like hide and disguise, you know, inside the the, the yeah, major I mean, ecosystem to kind of look like the DIY, you know? <laughs> I mean, major labels' uh, whole system, the record industry actually, its whole system is so archaic, it's so dated, it's so you know, it it's been it's got it's got the same contracts in place that it's had since the seventies. It's right. fifty years. Mm. You know what I mean? The same model, the same business model, right. and you know, and uh, you know, artists really producers. Everyone needs to wake up and realize now that you actually don't need to be with these companies. You don't. You mm. you can do it on your own. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it it's a longer way, but it's it's much more rewarding. It can be rewarding for you financially because you'll keep a hold of your masters. Mm. It can be rewarding for you in terms of having the freedom to be able to be creating the music uh, that you want to create and when you want to create it and yeah. release it. You want to release it. Prince is a perfect example of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, which is why he wanted to get out of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think this is a way 
this this is the new way of artists really have to approach um, putting out their music. Mm. They have to learn everything, learn all the areas, and don't be afraid to do that. And don't be afraid to. It can uh, be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming, but you know, it's overwhelming because it's something new it's that you don't exactly, exactly, it's new. Exactly. Anything that you start, uh, any new job that you start is overwhelming, right? Yeah, yeah. But once you get into it, you know, as someone on the inside looking out saying, no, actually, once you get into it, you can handle it. Mm. You know what I mean? And once you start to grow, you can grow your team and you can bring in the right people to, to take over areas which you, you don't want to actually, uh, manage. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, yeah. but it, it, uh, to get it started, you can get it started now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Um, it, would you say this is kind of like also what's inspired you now with this new project that you're working on with uh, Melbourne, Melbourne or Australian artists? This uh, Jasper, tell, tell me the name. It's something Source. What's it? In a, in a source. In a source. In a source. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> in a source. Well, yeah, and and that's kind of what I that's kind of what I saw in uh, the artists and the musicians that I've come across mm. here in, in Melbourne in particular. In particular, so um, yeah, it's just like there's a there's just like a, a creative source that these guys and and, and I'm, I actually spell sources in ketchup sources. Yes, S-A-G. yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but they've got that source, you know. They've got this. There's something there that's just like, where did that come from? You guys have, you know, I'm, I'm particularly uh, focused on the jazz side and the, and the way they're fusing the jazz and the electronic music together. Yeah. Uh, Dance music, house music. They're putting it all into one bag and mixing it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. Uh, uh, you know, when I listen to it, I'm hearing, I'm hearing nineties house. I'm yeah. hearing acid jazz, uh, funk. I'm hearing acid. I'm hearing acid jazz. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm hearing soul. I'm hearing. I'm hearing everything in there yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah. licks and the and the, um, the timbres. So true. And so true. The different the different instruments that they the choice of instruments that they're bringing to the table. And, and it's great to hear live drums and dance music again. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's this wonderful scene, which is, which is burgeoning, which is, which is developing here, uh, in Australia. And I just wanted to be a part of it and see yeah. how can I assist in growing that? Mm. Um, and, you know, I can only do what I know how, and that is produce and, um, start a label. Have you got have you got some new projects now? Are there, are there any releases yet? Yes, so that, so we're in the work. So the first compilation um, is uh, I've uh, got Horatio Luna. Oh, to, cool! To Amazing. Wow. Yeah, so because he's really one of the kind of like founding fathers, if you like, of this whole sound that's developing. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's he's like a huge supporter of of. Um, a lot of these younger acts, uh, you know, gives them a lot of motivation, um, and a lot of positive vibes. And, and, um, he's, uh, yeah, so he was the ideal choice for me to bring on board to say, you know, get, get these guys together and compile it. Let's put them together on one compilation album and let's present it as an album. Have you, are you familiar with Sampology? What yes. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a great. Yeah. He's doing great yeah, he's stuff. Brisbane. Yeah, he's over in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got um, yeah. his the band. His latest thing that came out a few months ago, 
And he's also working with this young Melbourne vocalist as well who I met in um, at the Electronic Music Conference last year. Um, Tiana, Tiana, I think her name is an unbelievable singer. This girl is incredible. I need to send, I'll send you a link. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she's in Melbourne too, this girl. Um, yeah. And there's so much. There's so much. It's incredible. And, it, it, and, it, and what's amazing is, is that it's like all these 20 year olds. It's like, yeah. Where, uh, where did we, where, where, like, was this gap between all this amazing, like, and all of a sudden all this beautiful music's coming out from this younger generation? And yeah, it's, yeah. Like, for me, I feel so, like, yay, <laughs> you know, it's like so refreshing, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So I, so, so I have, I have that compilation that's coming. With, Is that um, the first release for the, for the, that's, that's going to be, and then, and then I'm producing a band. Um, oh, amazing. Called, called Lush Life. Okay. As well. Um, so we've got an EP coming out with that band, and I've also got another band who I've signed here called Only, uh, and we'll be releasing uh, their EP as well. Okay. So that, that's the first um, stages of. Uh, is there is there anything online now about the? No, language? no, we're okay. still, we're so still it's still very early days. Yeah. Okay, yeah, very early days. But um, yeah, by the end of the year. It would, it, it would all be out there. Okay, amazing. Okay, so I'm really excited about that project because you know I'm I'm dealing with um, musicians and artists who have so much belief in themselves, and and you know they're really really focused on their craft, on developing their craft. They're serious musicians. Yeah, they're jazz. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it just feels it's just it just feels like such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be uh, to be released. Oh, and another one, another artist I have is Damien Smith, um, who's actually one of my co-writer I've been working with for many years. Um, he's got his own EP um, that's going to be coming out on the label as well. Um, and I made it so that that's more so coming from your neo soul um, direction. Okay. But um, he's an am amazing musician, amazing producer, um, and uh, yeah, really excited about putting his material out as well. Excellent. Oh man, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Uh, well, what, tell the listeners where they can find Zephyr and Saint online now. Like what? Uh, you, yeah, you know, uh, the usual suspects. Uh, yeah, usual Facebook. Just type Zephyr and Saint Facebook. You know, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple. You know, it's all on those sites. Um, DJs download Beatport, track source. You know, okay. just put it in there. You, you'll be able to get all my material. Yeah, well, there's definitely a lot of great stuff on Tribe Records uh, for, for you uh, house and soulful heads out there. Uh, Dean, it was so awesome to chat with you today. Yeah, great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah I loved it. I enjoyed it. Thank you again, Dean. Thank you, man. So awesome, man. All right. Yeah, thanks, James. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Electronic Music Life. What were your thoughts? Please let me know. I love hearing from you. And if you love this show, please share it, follow, and subscribe on your favorite platform. For all things James Locksmith, check out jameslocksmith.net. Until next week, here's to your electronic music life. Much love and plenty of music.